Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> I'm Joel here with my dad. And I'm Rick. What's up, Joel? What are we talking about? Hey, so I want you know, on this podcast, we talk about stuff I learned from growing up. And, you know, we uh, are come from a tradition where we believe God still speaks. But I rarely ever heard you when we were growing up say, God told me, you know. Yeah. And I know that in a lot of circles that, you know, God told me, and I'm just certain of it, is is uh, it's led a lot of people into some major trouble. Yeah. And what's what's challenging for me is, is like as a counselor or a pastor, people come up to me and say, hey, well, uh, God told me I'm supposed to marry this guy. What do you think? Yeah. And I'm like, well, if God told you. <laughs> uh, well, if God told you, what does it matter what I think? Yeah. So the God card tends to yeah. kind of trump anything. And one of the big elements of the Protestant Reformation, when the Protestants broke away from the Catholics, was the idea of the priesthood, priesthood of the believer. every believer. Yeah. Like, we can all hear from God, and we should hear from God. Uh-huh. However, man, that creates a mess. And when I look at the Catholic Church, they're like, no, not everybody hears from God. Like, you hear from God through orders and structures. And so I wanted to talk about that. Like, uh, what's your take? Like, should everybody hear from God? Well, you know, when I uh, first became a believer, I mean, really started serving the Lord about 18 19 years old, you know, I, all the people around me were the same thing. Oh, I heard God say this, heard God say that, you know, and I was kind of like, uh, uh, okay, well. And then as I kind of walked with a little more and would talk with them a little more, and I found out really what they were talking about was um, more of a, they felt a, um, it was more of a, 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 a the, the terminology, it was more of a, they kind of sensed this is what the Lord was saying, and they, but they were very confident in it, you know, or whatever. And uh, so I kind of adopted that terminology too, you know, you speak the language of the people you're with, right? And, um, had a, but I had a situation, I don't know, just shortly after your mom and I were married, we, um, I, I won't go into the whole story, but it was one of those things where I really felt like I'd heard from God. I mean, I checked all the boxes, I lined it up with the word and with counsel and blah, 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 and the good motive and all that stuff. And um, man, just hit a wall, just hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it wasn't, I'm now, what I thought God was going to do, it ended up he did even better, but it just really rattled my faith. And I went to a, a person that I you know, admired in the Lord and who was hearing from God a lot, you know, and I just said, man, I don't know how to handle this. It's like, I felt like I heard from God and it just, it just hit a wall and I was just totally mistaken. And, and they looked at me and said, well, join the crowd, <laughs> take a number. <laughs> We've all been there. And so from there on out, the thing I learned from that, that was a great experience for me because from that, I learned to pretty much say, this seems to me, it's kind of like what James said in the first church council there in the book of Acts, it seems good to us and to the Holy Ghost that the Gentiles be, you know, we pass this message on to the Gentiles. And so I began to, from there on out, I I wasn't going to ultimately say, thus saith the Lord, you know, that I've heard from God. It was more a matter of I think this is what the Lord is saying. I'm going to walk down that path and see if it opens up. And if it does, then it was. And if not, well, it wouldn't be the first time I've made a mistake, you know. So, I mean, that requires a little bit of humility. Mm-hmm. The It seems to me, meaning I could be wrong. Well, I think that's why the Lord slammed my face right into the concrete, you know, <laughs> so that I would learn that humility that eh, there's a good possibility I've been wrong before, you know. Yeah. So going back to the idea that God speaks through like authority structures, and I think, you know, maybe this is where the Catholic Church does have some things, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like if you feel like you've heard from God, uh, first of all, I've just seen so many people and you go, did you check with anybody before you did yeah. that? They come to me and they're like, hey, I just did this and this and this. And yeah. I don't know, what do you think I should do? And I'm like, 
Well, it's the same advice you give to somebody who just drove their truck off a cliff. Just hold on. It's about to get real ugly. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what to do for you at this point. Yeah. But it, you can feel so confidently that you've heard from God. I mean, yeah. you can feel it in your, and I've heard people say, I just knew that I knew. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know that I've. I even, knew in my knower. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's all this terminology. Yeah. Somebody asked me one time, they're like, oh, how did you just know like you were supposed to marry Emily? I'm like, well, I knew when I said I do. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, yeah. and Emily's like, wait, you didn't know? I'm like, well, I mean, I thought I knew, but once I said I do, that was my commitment. So yeah. I'm, I'm in, right? So let's talk a little bit about the idea of, um, when, you know, when you think you've heard from God, yeah. what do you do? Because I mean, sometimes... I don't know. I sometimes I've heard stuff from God that nobody really affirmed, but it was the right thing to do. So yeah. I mean, it gets really tricky. Well, you touched upon it, and part of the problem is, you know, when you ask somebody how do you hear, how do you get direction from God, the first thing they say is, "Oh, you go to the Bible," or you, or they'll say, "Or you pray." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're kind uh, of which part of the Bible? Yeah. 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 Uh, or you pray. Well, you know what? I pretty well can hear from God. Pretty much anything I really want to hear from God, if I, you know, I mean, the heart's deceitfully wicked. I can pretty much get any sort of a feeling or uh, that I want and convince myself, you know, and justify it. And uh, so prayer is good and prayer is necessary. It's a part of it, but it should be, uh, it, it's not in and of itself directional. And the same thing with the scripture. It should not be in and of itself directional, usually when you're talking about specifics. You know, I mean, like, should I marry Emily? You know, you're not going to find her name in the Bible. And so therefore, and if you did marry Rachel and, oh, I, I just, I, I opened the Bible, I flipped it open there. There was Rachel's name right there. I just knew it was Rachel, you know, and right. it's like, ah, you know, the devil can open the Bible to pages too. He knows that word pretty good too, you know, so you, you can't use that as your primary source of direction, but you already uh, mentioned what, uh, and it's biblical too, uh, the idea of counsel, the idea of checking it with other people. And in fact, in 1 Corinthians 14, for all the you know, charismatic Pentecostal people out there, this is biblical too, because in 1 Corinthians 14, it's, a, it's 12 and 14, Paul is talking about abuses of the gifts in the church. And in 14, he says that, so how is it? He's kind of summarizing. He says, how is it, brethren, when you come together, everyone should have a, a hymn, everyone should have a tongue, an interpretation, a teaching, and I got him out of order, but he says, and a revelation. I use, I save that one for last because, in other words, something God has revealed to you. So it's not a problem with people hearing too much or too many people hearing from God. But then he goes on to say, and like two verses later, he says, and if when these revelations come, when the prophets speak, at at the most two or three should speak. But here's what here's the key. He says, and the others should listen carefully. I think the uh, NIV says, King James says, and the others should judge. Is this really from the Lord? Huh. And our problem is when we feel like we've heard from God, we adopt that thing like it's our baby and we protect it and it's, it's got to be God. Instead of submitting it to others and saying, hey, you feel like this is from the Lord? And if they say no, then you throw the baby out. You know, okay, then it wasn't. Um, you submit it to other godly people, the other prophets. In other words, other godly people we need to be submitting when we feel like we've got direction from the Lord, submitting it to other authorities, authorities in our life, because these were prophets in the church. It says, let the other prophets judge that word. So even a prophetic word coming forth in a church mm-hmm. should be judged by the other prophets. So certainly in your personal life, there should be other godly people who care about you, know you, who, who are going to pray with you. 
And so it's not a problem with the hearing from the Lord. It's a problem of me adopting that like a baby and making sure it lives and thrives and grows, whether it's really from the Lord or not. Well, and like the, the, the faith tradition we grew up in, the charismatics, you know, everybody hears from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what's scary is a lot of immature believers hear, hear from the Lord or, well, I mean, I'll just which know. is good. We're all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I remember one time uh, I was at a church, big mega church, and this guy had a prophetic word in the middle of the worship and the the pastor he like stood up and he snapped his fingers like that is not from god uh-huh. and uh i remember thinking whoa he called him out in front of these thousands of people yeah. but i i, I always kind of like wondered well how did he no snap judgment that was not from god that's i mean how's a how's the how do you know? Yeah, because I didn't hear anything in what the guy said. Man, I know my Bible pretty good, but I didn't hear anything contradictory in what he said. But well, of course, not knowing the situation, it may have just been this is disruptive. And and in First Corinthians fourteen, again, mm-hmm. it says part of the reason for this. It says that I, I love this passage. That everything should be done decently and in order. And the fact is, sometimes in some church uh, traditions, they focus so much on the being done decently in order that they don't let everything be done, you know? <laughs> and that's kind of what I'm saying. I think it's okay that people are hearing from the Lord. It's the old story of, well, how do you, you know, how do you not make mistakes? Well, you don't make mistakes by experience. Well, how do you get experience? By making mistakes. And so when, when an immature, when a young believer is hearing from the Lord, that's where it's saying these older believers, the prophets, again, First Corinthians 14, or to judge it and say, you know, that's the, part of that's pretty good. What I've seen is a lot of people, they'll start off pretty good. They'll really, they'll really have heard from the Lord and they'll say something and then they got to add their little addendum to right, it, right. you know? And the Lord is saying, he needs to repent for what he said to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's where we working together and growing. I, I, there's a great passage in, in Proverbs and it says, where the stall, where there is no oxen, the stall is clean. Mm. So if you want to have a sterile, clean church environment, don't let people get involved. But by the strength of an ox comes a great harvest. And so by mobilizing all the people and letting everybody begin to follow the direction of the Holy Spirit instead of the direction of one man, the preacher who's going to tell them what to say and do every week, but listening to the Holy Spirit as they're walking into their job, listening to the Holy Spirit as they're walking through the grocery store. And you only, you yeah, will you make mistakes? Sure you do. How do you gain experience? By making mistakes. And how do you get better? By making mistakes. It's, it's like physically walking. Are you, is a child going to fall down when he's learning to walk? You bet. So that brings up a good question. So you're a pastor of a church and you've got all of, all of your congregants or probably there's usually one in particular that's always like, well, I really feel pastor like the yeah. Lord has told me. How much does a pastor or a leader need to take heed to those voices of God from uh, the congregation? Well, I think in, I mean, all of us, you walk in humility. All of us, when anybody criticizes you or has has a word for you, and I don't mean a word for you. By this, I don't mean a word like I've heard from God, but just like, you know, brother, I really feel like you've got this problem in your life or whatever. Take it, analyze it, evaluate it, lay it before the Lord. See if he confirms it. If not, you just cast it out and move on. Okay, so that's like in terms of a rebuke. That's like, just like anything. Pastor, I yeah. feel like you're struggling with pride or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time, <laughs> this is a funny thing. Um, we're, do you know what I'm about to talk about? Is, uh, is it the church? I'm just thinking we got a bunch of Yeah, <laughs> you were pastoring this church and uh, a guy right in the middle of worship came up and he's like, 
I feel like the Lord has called me to lay hands on you. And would you kneel so I can lay hands on you, Pastor? And I'm like, oh my gosh, Dad, how is Dad going to handle this? And you actually kneeled and you let him lay hands on you. And I thought, all right, that's cool. Like, that was very humble of you. But that guy was basically showing, I mean, he's using it as a spiritual trump card. It's yeah. kind of like who anoints yeah. who anoints the king back in the medieval times? Yeah. Well, the Pope does. So, well, who's actually in charge? Like, whoever anoints the king, right? Yeah. So, I thought, I was like, that's a pretty power, good power play when you can uh, lay hands on someone, have a word for someone. Yeah. And so, it gets, it, again, the heart is deceitfully wicked. It can become pretty manipulative. Yeah. Uh, which I thought you played along well, but 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 you know, and part of the reason for that is like in front of a group, you know, you could you know you could have shut him down like the pastor did there, you know, the one you talked about, and and in a large church like that, maybe that's the better thing to do. But in a smaller congregation, the um, you've just you may as well go home because that, they're not going to be hearing anything the rest of the morning <laughs> if you shut you it know? down. Yeah, if you shut it down and you know you're just hardcore on this guy, they're going to be thinking about that the rest of the morning, and so you know, go ahead and play along. And then you can deal with it during the week, you know, yeah. deal with the weather, you know? So, um, and I don't think there's a real pat answer to that. Other than humility is always going to be the answer. You're always going to be right to be humble. Even if you're, even in those prophets, if they're selling this guy, brother, this isn't right on. You don't have to shut it down in an ugly, nasty way. You can do it in a kind, loving way. Um, it's like, you know, it's so much God. God gives us pictures in the physical so we can understand the spiritual. How do you learn to walk in the spiritual things and the things of the spirit? The same way you learn to walk in the physical. You're going to fall down. You're going to bump your heads. You expect your mom and dad to kind of maybe keep you from banging your head on the corner of the coffee table, mm. but they're going to let you fall. They can't help it. You're never going to learn to walk if you don't fall down a number of times. And so if they just stick you in a bubble and protect you uh, to where you can't make any mistakes, you're never going to learn to walk. And so that's what, it's the same thing spiritually, but you lovingly pick that kid up when right. he falls down and hurts himself. You don't chide him or berate him for it. So, I mean, the bottom line is, and I, I, I believe this is there are some people that believe God doesn't still speak. He spoke through the Bible once mm -hmm. and that's it. That's enough. Uh -huh. uh, but I do believe that he still speaks through the Holy spirit and, you know, kind of in life, all truth comes from the Bible, but I also believe he, he speaks to the Holy spirit and enlivens, makes the yeah. truth real to us. And yeah. so, I mean, there is an element, a component. And again, the wording of it is kind of like yeah. how you word it. Like you had said earlier in the conversation, uh, you know, is hearing from God just like a deep, distinct feeling within you? Like it is like this yeah. a peace? I mean, it's that it, they'll, what's that? They'll be led forth with peace. There's a verse that yeah. says. Uh, like, well, when, with joy be led yeah, forth with peace. When you're led forth with peace, just like, yeah, this is that peace yeah. that transcends all understanding that guards my heart and mind, even though I probably, I shouldn't have peace walking this. I feel like I'm hearing from God that I have peace. And so when you've got that piece, sometimes you're going to just have to trust that that is hearing from God. It's not going to be an audible voice, uh, but it's 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 hearing from God. And, and oftentimes I think he he speaks to us in ways we understand. I've talked to so many people that heard from God through dreams, Yeah, which, man, that's scary to think that you could, because yeah. I have some crazy dreams. It's scary to think that I can yeah. hear from God through dreams. But a lot of people, God spoke to them through dreams. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it's he speaks in different ways. And I think the other thing is I had a friend who attended a church and he proclaimed that God didn't speak today. And so I asked him one time, I said, so tell me, how did you, how do you find direction from the Lord? He goes, well, you know, you, you pray and you read the Bible. And I said, well, okay, but your wife's name is not in the Bible. How did you know that you were supposed to marry her? And he goes, well, you know, you, you pray and you read the word and then you just kind of, you feel like it's sort of right. And I found out 
he, I said, that's exactly what we're talking about when we say you hear from the Lord. We're not talking these audible voices. And so really it's just semantics. Thanks for listening. Please consider sharing this with your friends on the platform of your choice. For more from Joel Malm, visit joelmalm.com. For more from Rick Malm, visit rickmalm.com. Our podcast music was produced by Alex Burleson.